Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canandaiguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. From FingerLakes1.com, this is Finger Lakes Today. I'm Josh Durso, and it is time for our monthly check-in with Chris Lejeski from the Montezuma Audubon Center. Chris, uh, spring has fully sprung. We are now approaching Memorial Day weekend. Uh, exciting time for you guys, I am sure. Uh, what are you seeing out there? Well, it's a lot of songbirds continue to migrate through the Montezuma Wetlands Complex. Uh, we're seeing Baltimore Orioles, rose-breasted grosbeaks, a great variety of warblers, vireos, the flycatchers are all coming back. These are birds that spent the winter down in Central and South America. Uh, they uh, time their migration here into the Finger Lakes region with the onset of warmer conditions. Uh, insects, uh, mosquitoes in particular, starting to come out uh, so that when they arrive here, they have ample food. Many of the bird species are gonna stay here and breed. And some though are gonna go even further north. So they have maybe another 500 to 1,000 miles to go further north into central portions of Canada. It's kind of the boreal forest area. We have uh, about 30 miles of hiking trails for folks to enjoy here in the Montezuma Wetlands Complex. There are several miles down at the National Wildlife Refuge up here on the state land in Savannah, there's like 20 miles of hiking trails. Uh, even the town of Montezuma, which is just to the east of the Montezuma National Wildlife Refuge has a great trail system of about seven miles of trails. So these are all uh, publicly accessible areas, great places to see all these songbirds that continue to migrate through. Uh, folks have probably another month or so uh, of the bird migration to get out here and enjoy it. And then uh, as we get into late June and throughout the rest of the summer months, then it's our breeding birds uh, that it will remain here. They'll continue to uh, take care of their chicks and feed them and make sure that they are ready to uh, fledge the nest and get ready for fall migration, which comes up at the end of the summer. So a lot of opportunities for people to get out and enjoy this Memorial Day weekend coming up and of course the rest of the spring season. Yeah, and I was just thinking a few minutes ago, um, looking back at our notes from the last time we talked about, about a month ago, um, we were talking about uh, which trails were best given how wet uh, mm -hmm. the spring had been. Mm -hmm. And now we have completely flipped I'm curious, uh, visually, do things look any different out there since we have had, you know, a stretch of like three weeks now of pretty dry weather and it looks like the next like week, week and a half is going to be pretty dry too? When folks come to the Montezuma Wetlands Complex, they're going to see some areas that are uh, drier, um, maybe completely dry. Maybe the wetland is completely uh, 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 dry. And then there are other areas that have ample amounts of water. And we can control the amount of water in all of the wetlands here in the Montezuma Wetlands Complex because there is an earthen berm around each and every marsh. That goes for the main pool down at the refuge, 
Shockey Pool, also down at the refuge, and all the state land marshes up here in Savannah, including the two marshes we have right here at Montezuma Audubon Center. Uh, we can control them through a the earthen berm, but also through a water control structure. So that water control structure acts like a dam. If we want to hold water back into the marsh, we'll add uh, essentially boards, wooden boards to the dam, increasing the height of the dam, which increases the amount of water that remains in the marsh. Conversely, if we want to let water drain out of the marsh and flow into the streams and the rivers that flow through Montezuma, we take those wooden boards out, lowering the height of the dam, allowing water to escape. So we, we do this because we um, hydrologically, all these wetlands are connected to the Erie Canal system, which flows through the complex. And if we didn't have the earthen berms, all of the water would always drain out through the canal and we wouldn't have uh, healthy, intact wetland habitats. So it's a controlled system. We still have to mimic natural conditions here. Some years people see water that is higher than uh, maybe what they saw in the past. And then other years we lower water levels. So the mimic wetter conditions and drier conditions. Um, and so based on you know where folks are here in the Montezuma wetlands complex, they will see higher water levels in some areas, lower in other areas. But I, I know for a fact that the wildlife drive down at the refuge, great place for people to explore through their vehicles. Uh, they can now get out and, and walk a, a section of that wildlife drive and even take a bicycle out there along that wildlife drive. Uh, water is up. Water's up, so great opportunities to see great blue herons, uh, marsh birds like the bitterns and the common gallinule. We've even had black terns, which is a endangered species here in New York, seen along that section of Wildlife Drive. So, um, yep, wet conditions in some areas and drier conditions in others. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Um, species spotlight time. This is um, maybe one of my favorite birds to see throughout the spring. And I feel like I see a lot of these even during the summer. Baltimore Oriole, yeah. um, I, a pretty standard spotted bird, I feel like here in the Finger Lakes. We see a lot of those. Exactly. Yeah. This is a, a the males are a bright uh, really brilliant orange bird, uh, especially on the chest and the sides and the belly. The head and the wings in the back are black. And the sweet melodious song of Baltimore Oriole usually can be heard from May through June. Um, and then it kind of peters out a little bit as we get into July and August. That's when they're taking care of the chicks. They don't want to announce their presence to potential predators in the area. Um, so now is a great time to get out in, uh, in neighborhoods around the Finger Lakes region, in forested sections where there are, um, you know, ample trees trees, these, these urban areas that have ample amounts of trees are also places where you can find Baltimore Orioles. Now these uh, birds are insectivores. They, like many of our songbirds, are just returning now to the Finger Lakes region after spending the winter uh, down in the southern hemisphere. So they're eating insects, but they're also going to uh, eat berries. And the really cool thing about Baltimore Oriole is that you can attract this species to your, your backyard, to your patio, uh, if you put out oranges. Uh, you slice an orange in half, put the two uh, halves of an orange out there um, for the Baltimore Orioles, they will come. 
and enjoy that meal. You can also put a grape jelly out in a container, a dish of some sort, put it out in the open. Um, and chances are really good that the Oreo will come in and uh, feed on that. Now, the the nesting of this species is really interesting. The nest itself uh, hangs precariously from high up in a tree, and uh, the female generally makes this nest, and it's made out of the finest of materials. Uh, female will, will make the nest out of spider webs, uh, fine vegetation, uh, maybe, um, you know, even some pollen that happens to be floating through the air this time of year uh, really looks like it's just going to drop from the treetops, but it's so strong. These birds are such great engineers. They're, they're strong enough to hold the weight of four or five eggs plus the, the two adults that will take care of those eggs and the upcoming chicks. Uh, so Baltimore Oriole, uh, yes, common species here in the Finger Lakes region and certainly one we have around Montezuma Wetlands Complex as well. Love to see that. Uh, we've got a golf tournament coming up June 12th at Wayne Hills Country Club. This is mm -hmm. your guys' annual uh, effort right around this time of year every year, correct? That's right. Yeah, Monday, June 12th. Uh, at Wayne Hills Country Club over in Lyons, we are hosting our annual benefit uh, to support Audubon's conservation work here at Montezuma Audubon Center, as well as Onondaga Lake and many of the other important bird areas across the Finger Lakes region. This Wayne Hills Country Club is one of the nicest courses that we have in the Finger Lakes region. It's it's one of the reasons why Roch the Rochester area has uh, been recognized recognized as one of the best golfing uh, destinations in the state of New York. So we're welcoming folks to register through our website. Uh, that's montezuma.audubon.org. With the golf, uh, there is also an option for folks to have lunch with us. And then um, we're going to have uh, after a beautiful day on the golf course, we're going to have folks back inside the country club for the cocktail reception. We're going to have a dinner as well. Bucket raffles going on inside the restaurant. We're going to have a wine pull, a nest box pull as well. And then if folks are not able to join us on Monday, June 12th, they can still support Audubon's work here in the Finger Lakes region by participating in our online auction, which goes live on June 1st and will run right on through June 13th. Again, all the proceeds from that are going to support Audubon's work across the Finger Lakes region. We've got so many wonderful items that have been donated to us over the last couple of months. Everything from local sporting events, overnight accommodations at bed and breakfasts and hotels in the Finger Lakes region, award-winning wines, uh, birding tours, and many, many others. Uh, so we're encouraging folks to go again to our website, montezuma.audubon.org. Folks can register for the golfing tournament. They can come for the dinner only uh, as well if, if they're not available to join us on the golf course. And then, of course, the online auction. All that is on our website, montezuma.audubon.org. And I always ask you, uh, there's another way to give back to you guys uh, throughout the year, uh, the donation link on your website, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep. So when folks go to our website, uh, they'll see um, information right up on top of this uh, of the page. It says uh, donate. There's a donate button there. And then scroll just a little ways down for all that information about our upcoming annual benefit. 
Awesome stuff. Uh, two forest restoration events uh, took place over the last month. You've got some good news from that, I'm certain, right? That's right. We uh, Back in late April and early May, we welcomed several dozen volunteers here to Montezuma Audubon Center to participate in a forest restoration project. Uh, we've been working here in this section of forest right next to the Audubon Center for the last several years. It's a seven acre piece of forest that was inundated with an invasive species called bush honeysuckle. This is a common uh, bush that is found all over the Finger Lakes region. It does get beautiful flowers this time of year, nice red berries come uh, summer, late summer season, but those red berries are like junk food for birds and other wildlife. They do not provide our wildlife with the vital nutrients, the protein, the fat, the carbs that the wildlife need in order to survive here. So um, it's, it's like a death trap for, for birds. And it also chokes out our native vegetation, which provides the vital uh, uh, habitat that birds and other wildlife need here in the Finger Lakes region. So we mobilized um, dozens of volunteers. They came out, they helped us remove these bushes. We provided all the tools and the gloves and the, and the knowledge and information for these volunteers and uh, really put a big dent in that uh, bush honeysuckle population here in the forest. One of the most exciting parts of that restoration project was that we engaged Clyde Savannah High School students in this project as well. Uh, this is a, a growing partnership between Montezuma Audubon Center and the Clyde Savannah Central School District where these uh, high school students have opportunities to complete their community service hours uh, to graduate from high school, but also it provides the students with an opportunity to really more immerse themselves in the conservation field, learn from Audubon staff, as well as our New York State Department of Environmental Conservation colleagues and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service colleagues at the refuge, learn from uh, experts who are professionals in this field about what it's going to be like if the student decides to go into the conservation field, what type of education and training, knowledge and skills are needed for a career in this field. There are opportunities right here in New York State for our next generation of conservationists to, to get involved in conservation. So um, really proud of this initiative, really proud of the um, the scope of the, the project that we have going on here with forest restoration and looking forward to doing more with Clyde Savannah uh, Central School District and many other school districts to engage our next generation of conservationists here. And of course, uh, the volunteer work doesn't stop now. We're just getting into the volunteer work mm. season. Uh, yeah. Water chestnut pole coming up in the end of June when hopefully it's a little warmer uh, and maybe we won't be quite as cold uh, well, jumping into the, the wetlands there. That's right. And, and <laughs> water chestnut uh, is another invasive species that we are managing here across the Montezuma wetlands complex. This is a species that is found in waterways, everything from marshes to the rivers and our lakes and ponds. Um, if it is controlled early, found early and managed, you we can remove it completely from a body of water or a wetland habitat. So uh, on Wednesday, June 28th, 
a little over a month from now, we are looking to bring volunteers out and paddle the Seneca River up here in Savannah, New York, where we have an ongoing water chestnut removal project. Uh, we will provide the canoes, the life jackets, the paddles, uh, the bags that we'll use to uh, gather up the water chestnut as we're paddling around the Seneca River. Um, we're also going to provide the volunteers with information on identifying this aquatic plant that can choke out waterways and make it uh, inhospitable for our wildlife and fish other, and, and other species, but also it has an impact on people. Uh, makes it almost impossible to take a canoe or kayak through if left unchecked. Fishing is is impossible when you end up with a, a huge mat of this floating aquatic plant. Um, so late June, early July, mid-July is a great time to get out and paddle around Montezuma. It's also the time to remove the water chestnut plant. So um, th this plant can grow in two feet of water. It can grow in 10 feet of water. The stem that shoots up from the root system uh, then grows leaves that are triangular in shape and toothed in nature. And then uh, there's usually a small white flower that develops and then that flower will turn into the nutlet, which is a, a really hard, um, pointy, very sharp nut that can puncture your hand if you're not careful or your foot if you step on it. So it has an impact on the habitat and the species also can impact humans and cause us harm. So uh, if folks are interested in getting involved in this project, Water Chestnut Removal on June 28th or any one of our other volunteer opportunities at Montezuma Audubon Center, they can email us montezuma at audubon.org. We'll have a great morning of work on this uh, June 28th event and then provide lunch for all the volunteers that participate in this, courtesy of the Friends of the Montezuma Wetlands Complex. Absolutely awesome stuff. Uh, and lastly, we've got uh, an intern opportunity mm -hmm. uh, for this summer. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we've been partnering with an organization. Uh, it's called the, the Wayne County Action Program. Uh, this is a partnership very proud of. We've been working with these great folks for over 10 years now. Uh, they are uh, in the process of bringing on a, an AmeriCorps intern, and that intern is going to be placed right here at Montezuma Audubon Center up here in Savannah. Uh, the the AmeriCorps member will receive a, a biweekly living allowance uh, during the term of the service, uh, which is going to take place over the summer months. And based on the interest and availability of the, the candidate, we may even be able to extend it throughout the rest of this year. Um, the individual is also eligible for an education award to uh, qualified college costs and uh, maybe even student loans upon the completion of this AmeriCorps term. Now, it's not just for young folks, uh, recent graduates or current college students. We are also welcoming um, more experienced individuals uh, and members that are age 55 and older can transfer that education award to their child or a, a grandchild. 
so great opportunity here to get involved in the, uh, the activities here at Montezuma Audubon Center, everything from habitat enhancement projects to being our frontline ambassador, welcoming guests into the Montezuma Audubon Center, directing them to the trails here at the Audubon Center and, and other places within the Montezuma Wetlands Complex. We have a, a need for the intern to get involved in our animal care taking as well. We have reptiles and amphibians on display right inside the Montezuma Audubon Center and they get fed regularly, uh, clean water, clean the tanks. Uh, so the, the intern is going to be involved in a lot of different components of Montezuma Audubon Center, very dynamic place that we work in here and uh, looking forward to a, for a high energy uh, person who to get involved in this internship program. If folks are interested uh, in this internship opportunity through Wayne Cap and the AmeriCorps program, folks can go to fingerlakescommunityaction.org. And then click on the careers page there and there's all the information in the application process. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds like a really interesting opportunity for sure. Uh, Chris, as always, thanks for the time. We'll be talking to you next month for sure. Thanks, Josh. That'll do it for this edition of Finger Lakes today. If you'd like to see more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakes1.com YouTube channel. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.